98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Uh, Tig really enjoys uh, beef jerky, so I made him a batch of beef jerky the other day. And by the way, this stuff ain't cheap to buy, and it ain't cheap to make either. And it's time-consuming. I made you two containers of it, airtight containers. Uh, you have them both in the studio, and now you won't eat them because you think it's gone bad. No, I have eaten them. Um, but I do, I wonder why, like Daniel did make beef jerky at home, and you do a good job with it. That's a sincere compliment. I like your uh, beef jerky. Um, but I got to say that when I buy it at the store, it says after you open this, you need to eat it within three days. So how is it that store-bought has an expiration, but Daniel's, Daniel's beef... Mm -hmm. You say it lasts forever. I don't get it. Well, uh, beef jerky, when you remove, remove the moisture, that keeps it from. Uh, that's but how what come makes the store bought? They say I can. I got to eat it within three days. Because the folks at Jack's, Jack Links or whatever, they probably want you to open that beef jerky. And guess what? They want you to do three days later. Buy more. Buy more beef jerky. So it's a ruse. You can even Google. You can even Google. Um, how long will beef jerky last? As long as it's airtight, doesn't have moisture in it, it mm -hmm. lasts forever. I know that ancient peoples, that was, um, they didn't have refrigeration. And one thing they would do for journeys, like when Columbus came over on a ship, they had dried meat in there. And how you, do you, you think they dried the meat? Uh, they salted it and dehydrated it somehow. All right. So what I did was that Dan's beef that I made you, it has been dehydrated. So in other words, it will last forever. Uh, this guy on Facebook wrote, said he would happily and with a grateful heart take Dan's beef. So, you know, I recommend if you don't your beef. want it, I will give it to uh, this guy, Adam Barnett. You've got great meat. C come on. No, it's really good. I'm telling you. It's well seasoned. You, you're the kind of guy that would get up into space and be like, I ain't drinking that tang. It's gone bad. Which, by the way, do they still I don't drink? think they do tang Remember anymore. Astronauts? How did, the, how did that come to pass that astronauts, uh, they said they drank tang up there, which I can't imagine a better advertisement for tang at the time. Um, because it was powdered. They didn't have to bring the actual drink up there. They could just use the water they already had and make it flavorful. Uh, really quickly, does, ta does tang still exist? Yeah, of course it does. You can still buy it? Yeah, I think so. I ain't never tang? seen it in a store. Oh, by the Who's way, that? you know how oh. when you go to, like, uh, museums and stuff, like the – by the way, the the uh, Air and Space Museum here in Tulsa is something you have to do. It's fantastic. But uh, you go to the gift shop, and they got what they call astronaut ice cream, which mm -hmm. is dehydrated ice cream. Yeah. How about that? And that lasts a while. So up there, when they have a Sunday, I guess they just eat dehydrated Sundays and stuff. I don't think they're up there eating Sundays and luxury <laughs> food. They're squishing stuff out of a tube. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull, uh, Daniel is a monster. I can't believe he's doing this, but um, as we all head into the uh, Christmas season and holidays and all that, take a little time off from work, spend time with families, and Daniel says that while he's on vacation, and when I say vacation, you uh, you visit your family and stuff, and you stay at your mom's house and your dad's and all that, and uh, this animal still sets his alarm to wake up for the show. In other words, if his alarm's going off at 5 in the morning, and uh, he's on break. He still sets it for 5 in the morning. And I go, oh, so you just like getting up and not getting out of routine? No, 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 no. He sets it so he can wake up and recognize <laughs> that he's not having to come into work early. Well, first of all, if you have an iPhone, there's a way that you, and you don't, I don't know if you do this or not, where you set it and it just automatically on the weekdays goes off at a certain time. It's not like I set it each, in, each night in hopes to wake up the next day. I just don't bother to turn that off while I'm off work because I like to wake up and then go, oh, I don't have to go to work today. And then I just go right back to sleep. But couldn't you also have that same thing that if you woke up instead of 5, you woke up at 9, couldn't you at 9 then look back and go, 
Hey, that was sweet. I didn't have to wake up mm-hmm. today. No, because then it's like it's over almost. That is weird, man. What's weird about it? If you don't wake up, if you don't recognize it, if you just sleep through it, that's not a... You're not enjoying your time off. It's just like you didn't get any time off. Oh, I see. So you're sleeping through your time off. Right. So I like to wake up, appreciate that I'm off today, (laughs) and go right back to sleep. So do you do that on Saturday? No, 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 no. That's a given that I'm off on Saturday. Okay, so I'm so confused. So on Saturdays and Sundays, you don't remind yourself that you get to sleep So when you're off for Christmas, Mm -hmm. you're going to sleep right on through your normal hours. That's true. And you're going to wake up, and it's going to be gone, and you just slept through it. Okay, that's a weird logic, man. I don't mind missing out on knowing that I got to sleep late. I feel then it later just, anyway. So then you just sleep through your whole day Absolutely. off. Absolutely. That's well, the that's point. That's wasting it. That's crazy. Uh, it's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. That's some good stuff coming up this morning. 7.40, we got our bullfight. Hey, what's up? Who's this? Yeah. He, he just woke up just to make sure he knew that he got to sleep late today. What was he calling in for? Um... So what's next? Oh, uh, coming up. Uh, well, you can decide if we give away our gift basket to Woodland West Pet Resort. Do you want to do that at 640 or do you want to do it at, at 840? We're going to do it at 640, I think. That's so up to you, buddy. For our early risers, that's after Nate Smith. i got an early giveaway for you. You can play right now. That's Nate Smith, World on Fire. It's 98.5 The Bull. What do we have, Daniel? We've got a uh, gift basket from Woodland West uh, Pet Resort. Not hmm. only that, Tig, a luxury suite certificate. For the human or the dog? Well, it's, it's a pet resort, oh, so I that see. means it is for... Although, I wonder if you called up there and said, hey, I'm just trying to get away from my wife a little bit. Can I stay? At the pet place? In one of those luxury resorts. You know, when you go into Woodland West, there's that uh, their area, and they have, like, their own little individual apartments that dogs can stay in. Mm-hmm. I bet you could stay in there. Anyway, I think it's for pets only. Uh, you're going to get yourself, if you uh, win this trivia game here I put together... 918-879-9898. You're going to get yourself a gift basket from Woodland West Animal Hospital and Pet Resort and also a certificate for your pet to enjoy a three-night stay in a luxury suite at Woodland West Pet Resort plus a bath and a pedicure. For the for the dog, not Again, a bath for Again, yes, you. it is a pet resort. Okay, gotcha. Would you like a bath? Hey, now, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Yes, Patricia. Patricia, a few things right off the bat. Have you won anything in the last 30 days? No. Do you have a pet? I have three of them. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, I personally use Woodland West, so I think you'll like them. I've got a uh, trivia game here about dogs. Do you have dogs or cats? Dogs. All right. Well, good. You should do uh, fine at this then. Uh, Tig, if you could switch over to the contest music. Do you have the bell ready? I do. Patricia, here's your first question. What is the most common breed of racing sled dog? Husky. The Siberian Husky is correct. Complete the analogy. Feline is to cats as blank is to dogs. Canine. Canine is correct. Patricia, where did a Russian dog name L-A-I-K-A? How would you pronounce that, Ty? L-A-I-K-A. Laika? Laika go in 1957 that no other dog had gone before. Uh, I need some help on that one. It was a Russian dog? Russian dog in 1957 went where no other dog had ever gone before. Actually, no other human had gone there either, right? Mm -mm. Uh, I think it was space. Patricia, do you concur? 
I concur. That is correct. Boy, that dog must have been really nervous. You ever? Um, I take my dog through a car wash. He almost can't stand it. Could you imagine yeah. sending the dog to space? Patricia, what is the word for the smallest animal in a litter? Runt. Runt is correct. And finally, what breed of dog is commonly called a wiener dog? That's the kind I have. Dotson. Dachshund. Dachshund. All well, right, look, look at that. You're going to go... Uh, you're going to get that gift basket from Woodland West Pet Resort, Animal Hospital, plus that certificate for the three-night stay in the luxury suite and a bath and a pedicure. How about that? That is awesome. Good stuff. Well, uh, Merry Christmas to you and your, your dog family, and um, we got another chance what, tomorrow. Hold on. What did you say? Merry Christmas to you and your dog family. Okay. Well, you really, you got to say all the words when you're wishing someone <laughs> oh, a Merry Christmas. Oh, I just Christmas. skip along sometimes. Like, like a caveman. Merry you dog, and your Cuban, dog family. Christmas. <laughs> Uh, we're back tomorrow again, all right, Daniel, with another chance. 640 here on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull with Tig, and good morning to you, Daniel. Uh, sometimes, Tig, uh, I, 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 well, first of all, I enjoy not being married and things like that. It seems like sometimes <laughs> wow. it gets a little rough. Yeah, well, that's, you know. You enjoy not being married. And I it's do. not I like you've ever been married before. What? It's not like you've ever been married before and have something to compare it to. You just decide, I've enjoyed not being married. I just live vicariously through you married couples. Mm, And I don't mean just the dudes. I mean the women, too. Sometimes it might be aggravating. Anyway, all that to say is uh, sometimes, though, I just need somebody to tell me what to do. You ever Mm -hmm. like that? You're like, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it so I can stop worrying about it. I've got a situation here, and I want you and everyone else to pretend to be my spouse. Um they, they, when you drive, when you have to travel somewhere for Christmas, like the family get together, they get this, my sister is having it at her house this year, and I get this group text that's like, hey, what's everybody bringing to the family get together to eat or whatever? And then people start typing out what they're bringing, yada, 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 I'm bringing this, I'm bringing casserole, I'm bringing that. They ask me what I'm bringing. I say, I'm not bringing anything. I have to travel 11 to 12 hours to get home, I think that absolves me of having to prepare and bring Mm. a dish. I see. So am I absolved of that if I have to travel all that way? Now, a few things to keep in mind here before you uh, call in and let me know if I have to bring something to eat or not, 918-879-9898. I will be there uh, two or three days beforehand. So I will have access to my sister's kitchen. I could prepare something, Mm -hmm. or I could go to the store and get, like, some rolls but I'm kind of like under the impression it's like for a wedding. You know, if you have to travel a long distance, I feel like I'm off the hook for having to bring anything to the get-together. Yeah, like you paid $1,000 to get there. Do you still need to bring stuff? Right. All right. You want to take calls on this? Yeah, let's take a couple of calls. I'd also like to know your opinion, Tig. You, you're a real social, uh, socially normal guy. You probably have uh, a lot of the answers. Okay, I do, actually. You belong in an asylum, by the way. I don't even know why I'm asking you. But uh, 918-879-9898. Good morning. Daniel's, uh, <laughs> needs your help this morning. It's 98.5 The Bull. Long story short, he's driving like 10 or 11 hours over the holiday to go see his mom and his dad and his sister. They start this group text. Hey, what's everybody bringing to Christmas dinner? And Daniel thinks he should be... Um, given a pass on bringing stuff to Christmas dinner because you're the one driving. You're doing the most work to be involved. And so you say, you know, why am I on this text chain? I shouldn't have to bring anything to Christmas I'm dinner. I'm honored guest. I'm traveling the furthest. As I'm a man of leisure. I don't like making things. Yeah. I want to just go and enjoy, and I feel like if I'm driving all the way across the country, 
And I tell my sister this. I'm like, I'm driving across the country. I don't feel like I should have to bring anything. She goes, you're only driving across three states. But that, to me, is almost the across country. the country, yeah. <laughs> a portion of the country. So Daniel's looking for some help. Like, if he's doing all this driving, and you are putting the most effort to get together with the family. Well, I'm not going to say putting the most effort because. Well, they're going to cook and stuff, but you don't want to be involved in that. So is Daniel right or wrong? What do you think? Hey, what's up? Who's this? Uh, hey, good morning. This is Dakota. Dakota. Dakota, uh, first of all, turn on that radio, and then uh, um, do I have to bring something to this get-together since I've driven uh, 11 hours? I I don't think you should, since you're going to be there a few days early, I don't think that you should bring something, but I, I think you should at least prepare something in your in your sister's kitchen. But something, Daniel's... You know, something little... I mean, but why, though? I've, I've, I've driven 11 hours. Nobody else has done that. Oh, well, I guess that, yeah, I guess that's kind of true. But what, what, so so you're going to get there a few days earlier, and I guess you're staying at your sister's, right? Right, I mean, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what are you, I mean, are you just going to, I mean, you're going to, you're going to probably want to make something. You're not just going to want to sit there and. and and watch her, are you? <laughs> Dakota, you must not know me very well. No, of course I don't want to make anything. I'm honored guest. I'm not going to make something. <laughs> oh, this is fun. Uh, <laughs> this guy's crazy. He's like, well, uh, you're going to want to make something, right? No. Yeah, I, I see what Daniel's saying. He's like, I drove 11 hours. You drove uh, zero minutes. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you guys make a roll, not me. Basically. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. All right. All right. You're welcome. See ya. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Uh, yeah, this is Vera. Vera, I want you to pretend to be my wife and just tell me what to do, all right? Oh, I will. All right, Vera, I've, I'm going to be driving uh, 11 hours down to Alabama. I'm going to be staying at my sister's house. I will get there a couple of days before the get-together, but then am I required to bring something or provide something for the get-together? Well, thank you for this way. You're going to a relative's house, your sister, and you want to show that you're grown up and you got your big boy pants on and you bring something. That's the only right thing to do. It shows respect to the family and it shows them that you are a big boy now. Vera, I want a divorce. I can't refer to myself as a big boy. <laughs> I can't walk in and be like, hey, guys, look, I'm a big boy and bring a, a, a dish. But to me, Daniel, and consider this perspective, and this is what I was going to say, it is true. You are driving a long distance. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of work. And they, I'm sure they appreciate you doing that, and they love seeing you and stuff. However, I know what your sister had to do, too. She's got two kids. She had to get that house pristine. You know, she probably had to, like, steam the carpets. I mean, she has worked her butt off to get the house ready for your, your visit. That's her business. It's not just for me. It's for everybody. I know, but she did have to work hard. And I would say, and plus, Daniel, uh, you don't have kids of your own. You're like the um, the uncle around. Mm -hmm. You also got to be the guy who brings them money. You know, the you know, you, you get known for money? being the, huh? What do you mean brings money? Well, puts a $20 in the card for the kids <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't remember getting money from your grandparents from at no, Christmas? Yeah, grandparents, not uncle. Yeah, but you <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to do something. You can't just sit there. Because it's your turn. You're the big person now. Yeah, you're the one with well, the job. What does she keep saying big for? Is that, what are you saying here, Vera? Uh, you know, when you were growing up, you were considered a kid, and they didn't make you do anything other than what you were supposed to do. But now you've got your own mind, yeah. and you can do what you want to do. But the thing to do is you think about, like he said, your sister, whoever's hosting, 
the get-together or even someone staying with them, they always go above and beyond because they want everything to be special. I mean, For you, especially, coming. And uh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Whoever's putting on or hosting or letting someone stay with them, they are always that's right. scrutinizing what, they, what they've done. And, Daniel, are you the guy who helps clean up the kitchen afterwards? You'd also sit there and do but nothing. But I go out to the woods when the cleaning starts. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel today is, um, you know how the companies, they do their, their Christmas parties, their holiday parties. Today is ours. And things have changed because when I was, like, 21 and I was first in the workforce, they, they'd, like, rent a place out at night. Mm-hmm. And they'd hire a DJ and stuff. And then I think what happened was <laughs> people people speak their minds a little bit too much of those things. And then there's a little bit of, you know, not allowed romance going on, people flirting and stuff like that. So um, now, you know, you have your, your your holiday party in the middle of the day on a Monday, which is, I think, a, probably a good You think it's a better idea, idea than the, uh, the, Christmas, the company Christmas party with open bar? Yeah. And, and then, then people, it never fails. People get in lots of trouble. Yeah, and then they come to work, and they're not extraordinarily productive the next day, mm-hmm. you know, after <laughs> at the company Christmas party. Because you'll see a, a YouTube video. Remember there was that horrible video that uh, was, like, a long time ago on YouTube. Do you remember this? Uh, yeah, and this guy like was going the... around the uh, Christmas party with a camera, a video camera. And this lady's like, our boss, he's, like, the worst, and oh, my God, and da-da-da-da. Didn't know the boss was standing right next to her. Yeah, she was saying how... surprised you had such a negative opinion of me. She was saying how the boss was cheap and yada, yada, yada. And it was probably like one of the first viral videos ever. It really was, yeah. So maybe they they caught on and got smart. So happy holidays and Merry Christmas to your office as we head into the uh, holidays here. It's Luke Bryan on 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Good morning, guys. 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, we're 15 minutes out from Parker McCollum with our bullfight. But in the meantime, good morning. Uh, I like to uh, hear when Ty finally watches a movie. He watched uh, Oppenheimer over the weekend. Yeah. What led What led you to want to watch that now? You know, I would have thought you would have went to the theater and saw that particular Well, the one. problem was, was the three-hour thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't want to miss any of it. And I go, I don't know, man, three hours in a movie theater. I might have to get up and I'll miss like the best part or something. So I said, I'll just wait for this one to come out on video at the house. That way you can hit pause and do your thing and then come back or whatever. And so that's why I made that decision. Now, please don't tell me that you watched it there and you made your poor son watch it too. He's eight years old. That would have been a nightmare for me at eight to sit through a long movie uh, in which... Only one thing that an eight-year-old might enjoy, and that's to see them testing the bomb. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't watch it with me. Uh, you know, there's a lot of movies that I want to see that I probably won't bring him to because, you know, you read these movie reviews, and sometimes they don't do too hot. But, however, I've started to learn if you're into that kind of stuff, you might actually think it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. But if you don't care about Oppenheimer, of course you're going to hate it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I watched it. I thought it was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Top ten? That's the top ten, you say? I, I'd say. Would you I put it, it in the top movie. five? Uh, it's. I'll have to decide, but still letting it kind of settle. But it is one of those movies that I woke up the next day thinking about it. Then the next day I was like, ah, oh, thinking about it. It stuck with me. Did it scare you? Uh, if you've not seen Oppenheimer, it's about the development of the. Uh, is it the atom bomb or the nuclear bomb? It's well, atom. Same same kind of technology, but this was we used an atomic bomb in Japan twice, and he, you know, was there for all that and kind of developed it. Yeah, it was a little scary because. Um, you know, other countries have these things now, 
And, you know, if one guy wakes up one day and he gets off, you know, wakes up on the wrong side of the bed and starts lobbing missiles in the air, it's a little uncomfortable. Well, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything about the movie, but when they uh, lit this thing off, they weren't sure it wasn't just going to destroy the world by causing a reaction and just the whole world be destroyed. Albert Einstein said there's a chance it would light the atmosphere on fire. Mm -hmm. And they're like, ah, and they're like, all right, let's well, try it. We're going to do it anyway. Um, over the weekend, I was going to uh, watch Killers of the Flower Moon because I saw on Apple TV. It's now available to rent cool. and uh, on Voodoo and all that. Yeah. 20 bucks, though, to rent it. Worth it? Well, you haven't seen it. What are no, you saying? But Where that I would for? say it's better than, like, more. Well, how are you going to give a review and you haven't seen it? Because I've met people, but I would say just from an economic standpoint, 20 bucks is not bad for a movie, especially when you if you would have gone down there. It would have cost you way more than 20 bucks when you add up the ice cream and uh, the, the popcorn and the Cokes and whatever you get. Have you ever been to a movie? You think people no, are in there I've eating... never actually been Hold in a on. theater. You think people are in there eating ice creams? <laughs> it's been a long time. Last movie I saw in the theater was E.T. Is this so. Perfect Strangers where you think they go to the theater and have ice creams? <laughs> they don't. They should. No. No. Popcorn I, I is what you need at the a theater movie. one time because the last time I went was probably, I don't know, it was with you, I'm sure, but it's been a long time and I got mad at them because when I went up to the concession stand, I said, I'd like a small Coke. And they bring this thing out and it's like a gallon of Coke. And I go, how in God's name is this the small Coke? And they duped us because there was a mini Coke under the small Coke. So really, I ordered like a medium, and uh, I didn't like it. I thought it was dishonest. You couldn't figure out by looking at the sizes on the well, board you know, which you one you were getting. You go, hey, I'd like a small Coke, and then they give you a medium because there's a miniature Coke. It's like, what are they doing? Maybe you know, maybe you should like only watch movies at home from now on. Anyway, <laughs> Killers of Flower Moon is available at home, but it's going to cost you uh, $20 but I also feel like if you wait a couple of weeks, it's going to be then down to $4. It. Yeah, that's right. I watched the new uh, Jennifer, Jennifer, Julia Roberts movie, Leave the World Behind. I watched that on Netflix. How was it? Not my favorite. Really? So you, you, like, you go home on the weekends, you watch Julia Roberts movies, huh? <laughs> well, it's called Leave the World Behind. Two hours, 21 minutes. Yeah. Uh, I, would, I would be curious to what people thought about it this, saw this. I kind of like the idea now that Netflix has these first-run movies out and thing. You know, you don't have to go to the theater and buy ice creams. <laughs> it's tied things. Your home. <laughs> See, when I reason I was asking about your eight-year-old because I saw Oppenheimer in the theater uh, over the summer, and somebody brought like their eight-year-old in there, well, and I thought that's like just it, torture that, to an eight-year-old. Why would you? Yeah. And, and it's not even about the themes of the movie. It's just three it's hours, just, and it's not. I, I remember my dad when I was little watched Hill Street Blues, and that was one hour. And that music, that da 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 I still remember it because I was just in misery for an hour. Mm -hmm. Oppenheimer was about three hours long, wasn't it? Yeah, it was pretty long, man. You Why would you take your kid to see Oppenheimer? I didn't. So, yeah, I agree with you. I ain't talking about you. I'm talking about the guy that did. He's crazy. Oh, uh, How about... kid left there and was like, man, I loved Oppenheimer. I remember of really fond memories when I was probably about eight years old. My dad would take me to the movies. Mm -hmm. And then he would, we'd go in there and we'd pick out a nice seat and sit down and have the uh, popcorn and the drink. And then he'd go, I'm going to go watch something else. <laughs> and he'd just leave me in there right by myself <laughs> watching like, you know, Old Yeller or whatever. And he would go watch whatever he wanted to. I guess Porky's Revenge. <laughs> so what a great time at the movies Very with me and my dad. Story yeah. this Christmas season. <laughs> Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. Things are uh, heartwarming down there. Jackie Cooper Nissan.
Because, uh, man, can you imagine you sell them your car and you get more than it's worth according to Kelly Blue Book value? You don't have to imagine. It's a, it's a reality. It's a reality, yeah. And uh, that's if you sell your car. That's if you trade in your car. Up to $1,500 more than Kelly Blue Book says your car is worth at Jackie Cooper Nissan. Think about all the things we do for $1,500. In this case, all you have to do is just go to Jackie Cooper Nissan. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What are some other things you would do for $1,500? Well, like if I had to rake a yard, it would take me like... Uh, I'd have to do 10 yards to get 1500 bucks. you know? This is easy. You just drive the Jackie Cooper Nissan. Yeah, nobody would ever rake their yard for $1,500. Jackie Cooper Nissan, they're going to thumb through Kelly Blue Book. <laughs> I'm just saying if I were a lawn guy, right, uh -huh. to get to 1500 bucks, I would have to do several lawns. All you have to do is drive the Jackie Cooper Nissan and get to $1,500. Right. They thumb through that Kelly Blue Book. They find out what it's worth, and then they add up to $1,500 on top of it. Easy money. I'm going to let you finish... I want to hear more insights on the things that you would do for $1,500. What about Daniel went and bought a house for like 9% interest or something? Mm -hmm. So he's got a house. That's true. But he can't buy anything for the inside of the house. But I don't Jackie think, Cooper Nissan, they got low interest rates all over the lot. I don't think Jackie Cooper Nissan wants you to dole out personal attacks to me and my finances. I'm just saying that they've got low interest rates. Got if it. If you could have financed your house through Jackie Cooper Nissan, you'd be mm -hmm. set. And that's what they're doing down there. Jackie Cooper Nissan. You can put in all the information about your car now if you want to. JackieCooperNissan.com. 98.5 The Bull with Ty Daniel. Welcome into The Bull Fight for Parker McCollum tickets. And we've got two contestants on the line to be vicious enemies for the next couple minutes. We got Ryan on line one, Joni on line two. Ryan, is a, you sell uh, Coca-Cola products. Is that true, Ryan? Yes. And now I drink a Diet Dr. Pepper. That's a Coca-Cola product or no? No. What? We just distribute that. We just distribute. Well, I don't know what the difference is. Dr. Pepper stands on its own. Either Pepsi or Coke distributes for them. I see. So they use a distributor to get the drink to the refrigerators that you buy it out of, Daniel. Right. Just drop me off some of that Diet Dr. Pepper here at work, Ryan. All right? All right, just drop me off some tickets, too. Real in the deal. You can That's tell us it's sales. Deal. Yeah. And uh, take it on Ryan today is Joni, a middle school principal. How are you, Joni? I'm good. Thank you. I saw um, on TikTok the other day that kids are wearing blankets to school. Is that true? Have you seen that? I have not seen that at my school, no. Young folks wearing blankets. Wearing right? blankets. All right, Joni, enough tomfoolery. Let's get down to business. I've got some Christmas song lyrics. Uh, you guys must help me complete the lyric, and it gets progressively harder. You understand? Yes. Yes. All right, guys, uh, shake hands and uh, wish each other good luck. Good luck. He decided not to wish anyone. Ryan, oh, <laughs> how dare you not wish Joni good luck after she wished you good luck? Good luck. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Ryan, you're first. Dashing through the snow on a one-horse open blank. Slay. Slay is correct. Joni, you better watch out. You yep. better not blank. Cry. Cry is correct. Shout. Oh, okay. <laughs> Such cry was right. Joni, yeah, she gives the right answer, then the wrong answer. Joni, come on, buddy. Ryan, <laughs> I'm dreaming of a blank Christmas just like the ones I used to know. White. White is correct. Joni, 
Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very blank nose. Shiny. Shiny is correct. Again, they get harder and harder. Ryan, <laughs> deck the hall with boughs of blank. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Holly. Holly is correct. Joni. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter blank. Wonderland. Correct. Ryan. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the blank is so delightful. Oh, geez. I just want blank. <laughs> Give it to him one more time. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the blank is so delightful. Uh, Help him out, Tug. Is it fire? Fire. <laughs> you hear that, Ryan? Fire. Uh, yep, yeah, I heard that. All right. So easy. <laughs> uh, Joni, blank roasting on yeah. an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Chestnuts. Chestnuts is correct. Tig, will the FCC allow us to, in fact, say chestnuts on the air? You cannot. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ryan. Three French hens, two blank doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Turtle dove. Turtle is correct. Joni. Would you want doves for Christmas? I mean, I think whenever that was Am written, that was you like probably want, maybe you could eat oh. those doves. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know they ate them. I don't, I'm not saying they did. I'm just wondering, maybe. Because they say Lords of Leaping, which makes me think it's uh, like Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. What do I know? Uh, Joni, with a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of blank. Cold. Cole is correct, and with that, Joni has defeated Ryan in the 98-5 The Bull Fight. A couple of questions for you, Joni. Um, First of all, you got every single one right, so you know what that means. Yes. That means I must now uh, get down on one knee and uh, ask for your hand in marriage. (laughs) My husband wouldn't like that. (laughs) Well, please don't laugh at my face when I... She goes, uh, Daniel's like, hey, will you marry me? And she goes, ha, 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 ha. Right in your face. I know. And now, uh, Joni, you must decide, will you hold on to these Parker McCollum tickets or will you give them to Ryan, the Coca-Cola salesman? Ryan, why should Joni give you the tickets this morning? I'm not going to lie. It's my daughter's birthday on the 30th, and all she wants to see is Parker. That's what I was trying to win them for. So, Ryan, would that be safe to say that's your Christmas wish? That would be my Christmas wish. For you and your daughter to go see Parker McCollum? Yes. Well, will Joni give Ryan the tickets, or will she say, bah humbug, Joni, the decision? And, and don't and make my daughter cry. And make uh, make his daughter cry. Joni, the decision is yours, though. You know, you know I'm all about kids. And that's right there. Wins my heart over. He gets the ticket. Oh, my gosh. Look at I that. I hope she has a Christmas. Oh. hope she has a Merry Christmas. Thank you very much.
Goodness Look at gracious. That. Uh, I, I, you're he said he was in sales. You can tell why, man. He did yeah. a lot of convincing and Pro- probably going to take his girlfriend <laughs> to the show and then uh, <laughs> show with some lady. <laughs> well, Joni, uh, that is so kind. Uh, would you like to give anybody any shout outs uh, since you gave your tickets out? You can say anything you want. Go ahead. Uh, just shout out to Salina Wildcats, everybody in the district. Woohoo! All right, go Wildcats. Merry Christmas. Right. Merry Very Christmas. Good. Look at that. Her setting an example. Yeah. Dealing with those kids all day. Still, at the end of the day, still thinking about those kids, even when it's a radio contest. Look Pretty at good that. stuff. Well, Joni, thank you so much. Uh, Merry Christmas. Ryan, hang on the line, and we got to get some information from you. But you can go ahead and thank Joni if you'd like, Ryan. Thank you, Joni, very much. You're welcome, cool. Ryan. God bless you. It's a magical you morning. You too. On the bull. Uh, it's 98.5 The Bull, about 35 downtown Tulsa with Ty and Daniel. Hey, Daniel, what's right, up? I'm getting nervous about all this driving I'm going to have to do coming up here. Uh, I'll have to drive to Alabama for Christmas. Yes. And then um, I used to date this lady in Nashville. I had a son named Caden, and me and Caden got to be very close. And Well, it's uh, not your son. Right. You, it sounded like you said you dated a lady and she had a son. And we both met her when he was uh, met him when he was like seven or eight. And right. so you are still tight. Anyway, so then after that, I've got to drive to uh, Dallas to pick him up. And then we're going to go skiing out in, I guess, New Mexico is the Good closest Lord. place. That's a bunch of driving. You're driving from here to Alabama, then to Texas to get him, and then to New Mexico, and then yeah, back and to then, Tulsa yeah. eventually. <laughs> That's a lot of driving. <laughs> you know, I feel the worst for my dog because I'm going to have to have my dog with me. Uh-oh. <laughs> There you go. Doc Holliday. Yeah. I'm your Huckleberry. Um, do you think it's going to be, like, especially bad for him? The dog? No, you're good with your dog, man. You know what to do. You're going to let him out every couple hours. He's probably going to be glad to be around you. And uh, I don't fine. know. I think even he gets tired after about 10 hours in the car. He's like, can we stop? You know, the thing about a dog and traveling, I've always wondered this. Like, um, you know, if we travel, at least I know how long the flight's supposed to be. And I know there's, like, an end to this movie. And I can anticipate that. Dog gets in a car, doesn't know if he's going to get a bagel with you one minute down the street or if he's going to be in this thing for 20 hours. He can't prepare. They don't know what to do. (laughs) And they don't know what it's going to end either. I guess you're right. I mean, to them, it might be like a magic time machine. They just get in there and boom, they're just in Alabama. They say dogs don't have a concept of time. Well, that's good on a 10-hour road trip if that's true. I'm going to build him a comfy in the back of the car. What's that? Um... That's where I let the seats down, and I have this fold-up mattress that you can put in. Oh, so he's got like it's like an RV for him. We could just ride. I in guess because I, I didn't seem like he can ever actually fall asleep. Oh no, he just sits there and takes it. Yeah, but I'm mostly worried about me. How am I gonna essentially uh, keep myself occupied for 30 hours? That is brutality, man. I can't believe it. I would drive, but uh, I mean, I'd fly. But I get every time I get stuck in Dallas, it takes me longer mm-hmm. to. Uh, to fly than it does to drive. I just can't tolerate that. Yeah. I mean, we had that nightmare scenario where we flew into Tulsa a couple weeks ago. And I mean, we were so tired. It was midnight. And then we get there and we don't have a gate to go into. And yeah, then you sit there sit for there. another 30 minutes. <laughs> like, what is this? And we could have probably beaten ourselves. Like, it's sometimes quicker to drive if you think about it. With all the changes That's and That's exactly delays why and I do kind of it. Stuff. And one way to pass the time would be the Tig and Daniel Show podcast. Daniel says if you're bored on a road trip, that our podcast makes it one more percent less bored. So you're only at 99% boredom if you check out our podcast. It's slightly better than Misery, and it's not even like an individual podcast. It's just the uh, content of the day. So if you knew somebody that called in that day, they would be on there, the contest. 
all that kind of stuff. Show replay, basically. Tiger Daniel, that's T I G E and Daniel, wherever you listen to your podcast. Tiger Daniel on 98.5 The Pool. We can impart some wisdom, too, other than our podcast, Daniel. You know where you can get the uh, lowest price on furniture in town. That's right. Uh, Snow's Furniture, Barry at Snow's Furniture says, hey, I don't, I don't do gimmicks. I just say I've got the guaranteed lowest prices in town. Guaranteed. That's it. Yeah, and another thing is, especially as we head into the holidays, and like you might be hosting people and stuff and thinking, well, it might be nice to upgrade things. You could have your house upgraded where, like a lot of furniture stores, you'd have to wait until January and February to get your stuff. Snow's Furniture has the stuff there today. In fact, the couch you sit on is the one you can actually bring home with you, so you know how it feels. It's not like getting on the Internet and guessing. You know exactly what's up. Locally owned since 1978, and when you're ready to roll, you get 0% interest for 12 months. That ain't bad, so whatever you owe, you got 12 months to give it back, and the furniture's in your house today. Snow's Furniture's online, in town, and on Facebook. 98.5 The Bull is our 12 strays of Christmas continues, Daniel. We're trying to find homes for uh, 12 pretty cool pets uh, that we all got to meet here. Uh, kittens and doggies, but all looking for homes this Christmas season. And you're going to introduce uh, to us another one today, aren't you, Daniel? Yeah, you can see all of these at thebulltulsa.com. And today's stray of Christmas is Mr. Now, Mr. is a male black smoke Norwegian forest cat. Birthday is estimated to be November 1st, 2020. They say he is truly unique and elegant with a story as special as his appearance. Having been an indoor cat all of his life, Mr. found himself in need of a home. But thanks to some wonderful people, he's now safe and seeking his forever family. Mr. may be on the smaller side of his breed, but he embodies all the distinctive characteristics of a black smoke Norwegian forest cat. He's amicable, laid back, and enjoys the company of people of all ages. Mr. is not bothered by dogs or other cats. Hey, that's a good thing right there, because yeah. a lot of people already have animals in the home. That's right. He simply chooses to coexist peacefully, often choosing to ignore them. <laughs> while, while he may not be a lap cat, Mr.'s independent nature makes him the perfect addition to a loving family. He'll do his own thing, adding a touch of feline charm to your home. Mr. is adaptable and will thrive in a household with cats, dogs, and people of all ages. Are you ready to welcome this unique and elegant feline companion into your life? Wow, that's uh, that's some resume for the cat. It's basically like, this cat gets along with anything. Yeah, said eloquent many times. Would you consider yourself to be eloquent, Tug? No. No? <laughs> eloquent? Yeah. No, no. I'm not that regal. You're not regal? No. I don't think you know what regal means. That means, uh, like, a... Uh, Fancy or something. I don't think I have that. Hmm. But you think you're regal? I didn't say I was regal. But uh, this, this kitty cat, regal cat. And he has all the distinctive characteristics of a black smoke Norwegian forest cat. Except that he was an indoor cat, but they call him a forest cat, mm -hmm. which is kind of unique. But uh, we can actually meet Mr. right now at thebulltulsa.com, the 12 strays of Christmas, if you'd like to. That's intriguing because um, sometimes the challenge is, well, I already have a dog and, eh, you know, that kind of stuff. But Mr. apparently adapts and gets along well with everybody and everything. Pretty and good. And he's elegant. Elegant. Meet Mr. right now at thebulltulsa.com. You could have Mr. at your house this Christmas. It's 98.5 The Bull. 
You read about uh, car thefts and stuff, but uh, Daniel, you're the only guy I think I know personally that actually had his car stolen once. Good morning. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. And uh, Daniel had bought uh, when we were young, because me and Daniel have known each other for 20 years. We've been buds and stuff before we even had a show. And uh, I think one day you were supposed to come to work and you're like, I, I'll be a little late. My car is not in the parking lot anymore. Uh, somebody stole my car. You bought the car for $500, thinking it was going to be just about three months, and the car lasted for, like, years upon years upon years. And then one day you were heartbroken because it got stolen. Hurt my feelings, yes. And you called the police, and this is not here in Oklahoma. This is out of state. And um, they took a report and stuff like that, and then they called you about three months later. You go, Mr. Baker, this is the Auburn Police Department. We just wanted to make sh- you know, wanted to call and see if you'd found your car. And I was like, no, no, no. I thought uh, you guys were handling that. You're the police. <laughs> I never well, found that car, though. I don't know what happened to it. It was uh, not a very, the, the value of the car, honestly, probably about $500. Mm-hmm. Don't know what happened to it. They, the police said to me that um, sometimes they take older cars and they're able to, like, cut them up and sell the parts. So it might have just gone into nothingness. But here in Tulsa, man, they're not messing around. They say Tulsa auto thefts are down 49%. From 2021, they had three to 4,000 stolen cars in Tulsa County. Now they're down to about 1,800 so far this entire year. And um, they kind of figured out it was a problem. They've been concentrating it more. They've been educating us more. I'm really, really bad about not locking my car at night. And many times I've gone out there and my keys were in the car. And that's just asking for it, isn't it? Uh, it really is. So uh, educating the public, and they're they're really working on that. So congrats to the TPD and also everybody who didn't get their car stolen. I, I've got to imagine, though, how in the world do you get away with stealing a car these days when um, they have tracking devices, cameras on every corner? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a ring cam. Yeah, it's got to be more difficult. But uh, with all that coming together, it looks like they're uh, really kind of fixing that problem. Also, do you see the guy in Bixby? He uh, He's a Christmas guy. He likes Christmas cheer, but he drives home and nobody on the street has their Christmas lights up. So he said, you know what? These people are probably busy. I'll go out there and put up lights for for them. This is from News on 6 and Jaden Brannon. And whenever I pulled down my street, I noticed that my house was all lit up and nobody else had Christmas lights on my street. For the past two years, Stephen Dunkelberg has hanged Christmas lights on each of his neighbor's houses. I had a bunch of extra lights and I thought it would be a cool idea just to light up every single one of the houses. So that's so why I did it. He says he does it to spread holiday cheer, especially for those who can't put up lights themselves. One neighbor, being nearing, hasn't had Christmas lights on his home for five years. But thanks to Stephen's kindness, he's able to see his house lit up in holiday magic. I'm sure the whole neighborhood appreciates it. I, for one, do. Because I'm a little bit senior, hard to get up on the roof now. Dunkelberg says he's happy to bring his street a little bit more happiness this Christmas season. Little kids would come out and get excited, or grandparents would come out and get excited. Little things like that um, would kind of keep you going. Pretty cool. Oh, he's Dunkelberg at it again. He's like that, uh, you know that movie Elf with Will Ferrell? He's like the real guy because he decorates whether you want him to or not. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if he goes back and takes them down. (laughs) He can't leave them up all year. (laughs) <laughs> that would be something if he just left him up. What you got, Daniel? Uh, did you see this? Uh, Tony Romo? Football player? Yeah, accidentally called uh, Taylor Swift Kelsey's wife during the broadcast uh, after uh, Travis Kelsey had a big catch in yesterday's Chiefs game against the Bills. Tony Romo made this slip about Kelsey's relationship while commenting on the game. Oh, what a play to Kelsey. 
as you see Kelsey's wife, Taylor Swift, in the audience. Or I'm sorry, girlfriend. Uh, not yet. What? You don't know something we don't know, do you? <laughs> now the conspiracy theories begin. Yeah, but that's how big uh, this couple is right now. America's sweethearts, even uh, something like that makes the news. Which, mm -hmm. yeah, then people are going to be wondering, oh, that couldn't be. Hmm. It couldn't be married. I don't think she'd do that. I think she's too uh, smart for that. They've only been together just a little bit of time, right? Wait, she's too smart to get married? At this stage. Oh, okay. Uh, did you see this? A uh, almost 200-year-old, 220-ton hotel in Canada was saved from demolition by a construction firm buying it. Uh, then they are going to fix it up. They had to move it. You know, what do you move it with? You can't move it with a big giant crane. You'll destroy it. A whole hotel? Yeah. So they used ivory soap to glide the entire building back 30 feet to start renovations. Here's the company owner talking about the process of fixing up the hotel. Didn't use the rollers. We used uh, soap. The soap, ivory soap, is give us a, a smooth sliding it. Uh, 700 kicks. That's 700 bars. This is a 220-ton house, and it was built in 1826, so it's very, uh, very fragile like we had to be careful with it 700 bears of soap i guess we'll see ivory soap and home depot now you can roll your house with this stuff what kind of soap do you use by the way i wonder this i use you. the uh the man three in one i don't know what it is but it does three things what three things does it do shouldn't you know hair and body and what well, i don't know what the third one is hair body and what else well, you, you can use it in your hair you can also there. use it on your arm little dirty bird and maybe to you shave? have a special soap no, nah, it's like the... Uh, Hair, body, and what other appendage? I don't know. <laughs> Little dirty bird. Three got his own what special soap. Mm -hmm. Well, I want you to tell me. I want you to work through right now what the three-in-one is. Don't look to the internet. Okay. One is I can use it on my hair. Okay. And then I don't have to change products to wash my arms. Okay. I can use that as well. And then maybe uh, shave lather. So shave, body, and hair. You're it's telling me you've been using three and in, in one for years, and you have no idea the three parts is for. I don't know the third. No, I really don't. Okay, listen. What it's is? hair. That's right. Shampoo. Okay. Body wash. Mm -hmm. And then face soap. Oh, okay. Go, there you go. But face is body. Face is not part of the body. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't? No. What? Okay. Shouldn't you know when you use a three and one what the three things are? No. I'm a dove man. Are you? You should try Dove. The bar soap? It's a bar. They also have a liquid if you want. So wait a second. When you take a shower, you use one thing for your hair, mm -hmm. something else for your face. Correct. And then something else for the rest of you. Correct. Wow. Aveda for the hair, mm. that Neutrogena clear stuff for the face, mm. and I'm a Dove man. Well, you're a fancy little lad, aren't you? Well, I don't treat myself like a car wash and just, you know, <laughs> one kind of soap all over you. <laughs> Three in one. Okay. Oh, did you see this? Uh, new anti-aging drug for large dogs has already been cleared by the FDA and some early hurdles. It's moving on to hit other milestones toward getting approval. Here's the CEO of Loyal talking about the company's goals and how they one day hope to make anti-aging drugs for humans. The goal of Loyal is to get the first ever drug approved for lifespan extension, health span extension, so number of years lived, quality of years lived for dogs, but also just in general, <laughs> and then use that momentum, the like, insane amounts of like biological insight uh, the competency of a translational team uh, to go and build the first ever human aging drugs 
Yeah, look at that. They're going to come up with a, a drug that stops you from aging, Ty, when we're like 80. So we're yeah. going to be stuck as 80-year-old men. We're going to miss the boat on all this because I know AI is out there and they think maybe it can solve problems yeah. like cancer and stuff. But uh, we're going to be too late, aren't we? We're going to be the last of the people, yeah, <laughs> that got any benefit from these yeah. uh, medications. And, yeah, we'll be the be last ones. We'll be 90-year-old men. Yeah, we, we'll just be stuck in time at 90. Gosh, could you imagine you at 90? You already look like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. I can't imagine hey, how you're going to look man. in about, I think he's about hot. 20 or 30. <laughs> you think he's hot? Yeah, Mr. Burns, gorgeous. Get out of here. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. 98.5 The Bull with Tig and good morning to you, Daniel. Tig's son is eight years old. He has a Nintendo Switch. And when I was eight, uh, the Nintendo was a big part of my life. I loved it. Couldn't get enough of it. Super Mario Brothers, Duck Hunt, all that. Uh, I asked your son the other day, I said, well, you've been playing your Switch lately? He says, no, I haven't played it in a long time. I don't know where the charging cable is. And I thought, well, why didn't you guys get him another charging cable? The guy's just sitting there, just having to look at a Switch that won't turn on because... You won't get them a charging cable? Then I get on Amazon to see how much they cost. 11 to $12. Really? What I didn't is know happening? That. No, I thought that, um, you know, because now they have, you know, he has an iPad too. And he gets on and watches like YouTube Kids or whatever, whatever homework he's got to do on that thing. So I didn't know it was a function of it not charging until recently. And I said, where is your Nintendo Switch, man? Because, uh, you know, you pay a lot of money for that. I'm like, where is this thing? Oh, it doesn't charge anymore. Like, he never alerted me to that. So how was I supposed to know? I mean, how does he not tell you that his Nintendo's not working? Guess I would have raised hell in. if I was a kid and my Nintendo quit working. I'd have lost my mind. Mm -hmm. Well, I just remember, like, so there's a little bit of a struggle with the, um, with the Nintendo Switch. But we also had struggles, too. And I remember when that Nintendo came out, they gave you two games if my recollection is okay, mm -hmm. which was Mario Brothers, and then you got to shoot that duck hunt or whatever. Yeah. But eventually with the Nintendo, like you, st you started having to blow in these things. So you could plug it in, but you would eventually have to blow in the cartridge and then, and then like put it in very carefully and then push it down and do that over and over and over and over. I think they fixed that, but what they haven't fixed is now everything has a cord that comes out of the thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I will say this about the old school Nintendos. Yeah, you might have to blow the cartridge or you might have to put another cartridge in on top of it to keep it pushed down. But if you go get your Nintendo or even your Super Nintendo out of your mom's attic and plug that thing back in, it still works. It still does. Atari still works. Uh, try that with like an iPhone or no, your they're I not work. iPod they from back in the day. Differently. That's right. <laughs> so your Nintendo still works. However, the iPhone you got 18 months ago. Right, it's slowing Anybody's down. Anybody's guess. You know what? I think the problem is, is uh, back then you made you did all these tricks to make sure your Nintendo was working. There was nothing that could happen where you didn't try to fix this thing, because you only had one thing to do, and that was Nintendo. Mm -hmm. So now kids got too much to do. They got iPads, yeah, a million different other things, Netflix, YouTube. I think that's what happened. Like his Nintendo Switch went out. He just goes to his iPad. We didn't have that luxury. We just had to sit there and look at wind chimes or something if our Nintendo yeah. went out. Get, get him a. a a Switch plug. It's only like 10 bucks on Amazon. Not even the you bowl. get it the same day. Like, I could order it right now. Go ahead. It'll be my house this afternoon. You're not going to Tom Sawyer me like, get oh, it. I like painting this fence. You should try it. You go ahead. <laughs> you get it. You're not You're not tricking me. <laughs> it's 98.5 The Bull. Daniel, uh, you'll, you'll describe me. Bye.
Tig is uh, the smartest dumb guy or something like that. You say I'm I real dumb. I say you're dumb. a smart dumb yeah. guy. A perfect yeah. example was earlier. You said you use a three-in-one body wash shampoo at your house. I said, what are the three things that it's for? You had no idea. I knew one was hair. Right. But I didn't know a whole lot about the rest of it. Uh, and then they had the Chiefs game on yesterday. And one of my neighbors comes over, Handsome Tim, and he goes, Ty, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a fire in the yard. I've got the TV out. Do you want to come watch the Chiefs? And I said, that sounds like a great idea. You know, we're all over there pulling for the Chiefs. And uh, But Tim, he's got one of those. Remember when Snoop Dogg said he was going to stop smoking? Mm-hmm. And uh, everybody's like, hey, he's going he's gonna to get off the marijuana. But really he was saying that uh, he's just going to use a smokeless fire pit from now on. It was an advertising ploy. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. So my, my neighbor's got one of these smokeless outdoor fire pits. And uh, it works well, and you don't smell like a campfire the next day and everything. And, and I'm getting closer and closer and closer because it's getting colder and colder and colder. And um, this is where the dumb guy comes in. And I get so close to this fire pit, Daniel, that I, I went and bought brand-new Nike Airs. Finally, I only buy shoes about every 17 or 18 years. Finally got some new shoes. And I sit close to this fire pit, and I cross my legs. And I don't know it, but my my shoe is touching the outer edge of the smokeless Uh-oh. fire pit. And I'm out there having a good time. My feet are warm. I'm warm. Everything. Look down. It looks like a marshmallow has melted on the side of his fire pit. Ooh, I bet he wasn't happy about that. I'm sure he wasn't. And you weren't happy that your shoes yeah, were And now destroyed. my shoe has a dent in it, you know, mm. to where, like, the foam melted because I didn't know that I was, uh, I was basically on fire and didn't know it. Men get way too close to the fire. I don't know if uh, women do this. I guess they don't because they don't want to smell like smoke. But men, we will basically sit almost in the fire. Yeah. I was walking down Cherry Street the other night, and there's that coffee house on Cherry Street. And outside of it, they have a fireplace. They, they burn a little wood in there on the uh, out mm-hmm. on the, the porch or whatever, the, the patio. I walk by. There's one guy out there, and he's got... One leg on one side of the fireplace, other leg on the <laughs> other side of the fireplace, just taking it, just roasting his taint. And I was like, that's way too close. It has to be hurting him. And I, I went, I was gone about 30 minutes. I walked back by, still out there. Still out there with a warm body. Just, Good Lord. I mean, he was almost in the fire. Mm-hmm. Well, I watched those Westerns and, um, you know, where they go through, um, you know, they're running cows around and stuff. And they build one on the ground. They sleep right next to it with their blanket and everything. Yeah, but they also only build it with, like, the tiniest fire you've ever seen. When I would go camping with my dad, we would build a fire the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. On Westerns, they only have, they have about four logs, I guess, because there wasn't much. Yeah, not a whole lot going on. Or they had to burn buffalo doo-doo. Yeah. And that, I didn't you know. don't want a big, giant bonfire that That's either. That's true. But it's a good point. Uh, ladies are more uh, cerebral around a fire. Guys, we basically sit in it. Right. And remember, I was getting I was getting a chimney for my back porch. I guess whenever you buy a house, you feel like you must have one of those chimneys. You never use the thing, by the way. Oh, don't you? Uh, your neighbor Allison said, "Yeah, ladies don't like chimneys because it makes your hair smell like smoke for a week." Mm. The Tiger Daniel Podcast brought to you by Snow's Furniture. The Tiger Daniel Podcast brought to you by Snow's Furniture.